these days, way too many families are falling apart. And a great part of that problem is that in all our busyness, we're simply not giving them the time or the priority that they both need and deserve. Turns out, your family needs you. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond, and thank you so much for joining me again on Christianity Works. Today, we're going to be spending some time together looking at your family, which matters so much to the Lord, and we'll be looking at it through His eyes. So let's dive into God's Word. It's true, isn't it? For centuries, people have coveted money and power. They've been the two most valuable commodities on the world's value scale. If you can have enough money, you can buy, own and experience whatever you want. If you have enough power, you can control whatever you want. It makes sense. Why wouldn't people covet money and power? But things are changing. The more affluent we become the less we covet money, because affluence equals choice. Someone whom I respect greatly once said to me, Bernie, money is only about one thing. It's about choice. I'm not sure I'd totally agree with that, but that reflects the mood of contemporary society. Of course, we'd all like a little bit more in our pay packets. There never seems to be quite enough to go around, does there? But many people have more than enough money now, and and so what money does is that it gives them choice. People these days are retiring earlier or moving from full-time work to part-time work. It's their choice if they have enough money. They can choose different experiences too, holidays, restaurants, cafes. The more they have, the greater their choice. And a lot of people have decided that power isn't really worth the price you have to pay for it. See, power is a brutal master. As a result, something else has bubbled to the surface as being, or at least becoming, the most valuable commodity of all. And that something is time. Now, you won't find it as a commodity to be traded on world markets, but the more choices we have, the more precious time becomes. We only have a finite amount of time in any one day. I guess we all have to sleep sometimes, although many people suffer from a lack of sleep because of everything they're trying to cram in. Too many choices, you see, and we only have a finite amount of time left on this earth. See, many people are capable of earning more money if they try. But time, who knows when time's going to run out? It is, in a sense, fixed. It is, given the increasing number of choices we have on how we can spend our time, it's very much in short supply. And we all know that when something is in short supply, its value goes up. That's why time for many people is their most valuable commodity. I wonder how valuable is your time to you? And how do you choose to spend it? On on what do you spend it? For most of us, there's work, although work for many is more than work. It's, It's a career because a career is valuable. Many of us spend way too much time on work. Some people, and I really relate to this, workaholics. Because I'm passionate about what I do, I'm kind of prone to having my work life out of balance by spending too much of my time on my work. And whilst I don't have a long commute at all, many people do. Either by choice or by necessity, they travel an hour or two each way to and from work. Some people spend too much time on urgent things like answering emails rather than important things like building relationships. Other people squander their time. Now, time wasted on something we enjoy isn't a waste of time at all. We all need some rest and relaxation. 
But some people are lazy. Some people waste their time on things that are of little or no value, things they don't even enjoy that much, just because that's what they've always done. How do you spend or invest or waste your time? I love this quote from 19th century writer and philosopher Albert Hubbard. He said, No matter what you've done for yourself or for humanity, if you can't look back on having given love and attention to your own family, what have you really accomplished? And that brings me right back to the subject of our current series of messages, how to stop your family from falling apart. Because way too many families are indeed falling apart. Why? Because as Western culture's ethos of individualism and materialism take hold of a society, see, our focus turns to cramming as many desirable options into our limited amount of time as we possibly can. So we do things for ourselves. We do things for humanity. I could argue that my job is benefiting other people. Hopefully that's true. And so there, right there, is my justification for being a workaholic. But if we can't look back on having given love and attention to our own families, come on, what have we really accomplished? That's my question to you today. As you select each day what options you're going to spend your limited time on, where does your family figure in your priorities? Are they an important option or not so important? The great actor Michael J. Fox, whose stellar career was cut short by Parkinson's disease, puts it this way. Family isn't just important. It's everything. So here's what I want to share with you today. Whatever is going on in your life right now, however important your job is, however many options you have for being entertained, your family needs your time, your attention and your love. And I'm saying this as much to myself as I'm saying it to you. If time is your most precious commodity, why wouldn't you spend a good chunk of it on your most precious people, your family? Husbands, your wife needs your time and your undivided attention. Wives, your husband needs your time and your undivided attention. Parents, your kids, they need your time and your undivided attention. What bit of that don't we get? Surfing the internet, watching cable television, answering those emails late at night, watching a movie, having a slightly better job that pays just a bit more, that requires a two-hour daily commute. None of those things in the cold, hard light of day come anywhere close to how important your family really is. So being an Australian and being a fairly forthright and direct individual, let me say this to you. Wake up, because your family matters. Desmond Tutu said this, You don't choose your family. They're God's gift to you as you are to them. He's absolutely right, of course. So God gives you this, this amazing family and you toss it in the corner and you ignore it. Is that any way to treat your God? Is it any way to treat your family? God says this to us through Proverbs chapter 22 and verse 6. Train up a child in the way that he should go, and even when he is old, he will not depart from it. You see, that sort of wisdom takes time to implement. It, it takes time to discipline a child. It takes time to play with a child. It takes time to listen to a child, to appreciate them, to celebrate with them and to mourn with them. It takes time to keep the passion in your marriage. It takes time to listen to your wife. Husbands, when you come home from a day's work, it takes time. And wives, it takes time to spend intimate moments with your husband. All these things take time. The most important things we can possibly do with the most important people we can possibly have. These people whom God gave to us 
as his special gift. These people to whom God gave us as their special gift. If our family is indeed made up of the people who are the most precious to us in this world, then doesn't it make sense to spend a good chunk of our most precious resource time on them? Sure, have some time relaxing. Sure, work hard. But somewhere in that mix, you have to ask yourself, what's the most important thing that I can do with my time? Let me say this to you. Another salutary word from God. He says it so much better than I ever could. So teach us to consider our mortality so that we may live our lives wisely. Psalm 90 verse 12. May you be blessed as you receive that word into your heart. Here in Australia where I live, over the last decade, people have tended to marry less often and yet divorce more often. It's not just the nuclear family that's being torn apart, it's the whole concept of the nuclear family that's being torn apart. In other words, people seem to be losing faith in the notion of marriage and family. Many couples these days are living together without marrying. Many are choosing not to have children because, of course, these days, with contraception available, they can make that choice. And of all those that do decide to marry, have children, subscribe to the traditional notion of the family, many are ending their marriages and tearing their families apart. In a small country like Australia, population just on 23 million, over 1 million children live with only one of their parents, according to the latest census. That's 22% of children, almost a quarter, most of whom find themselves in that situation because their parents are either separated or divorced. But travel out of the safe, comfortable, affluent culture of Australia and head to some much larger countries like India, for instance, and you discover that instead of a 40% divorce rate, they have something like a 1.2% divorce rate. Okay, part of that is that it's culturally far less acceptable to divorce. But but you don't have to be there very long to realise that a marriage doesn't have to end in divorce for it to be coming apart. See, there are plenty of people both there and around the globe who are still married on paper, but whose marriage has, for all intents and purposes, come to an end. There's no love, there's no tenderness, there's no oneness. They're always arguing, they never see eye to eye. What was supposed to be a a lifelong loving union of a man and a woman has turned into a living nightmare of a relationship, if you can call that constant arguing and bickering a relationship. And I can tell you, that's how a lot of couples live, somewhere between detente and guerrilla warfare or outright open conflict. Maybe that describes your marriage or the marriage of one of your adult children or or the marriage of someone else that you know. This week on the program, we're talking about families in this series of messages that I've called How to Stop Your Family from Falling Apart. And the reason we're turning our attention to marriages today is because the marriage is the cornerstone, it's the bedrock of any family. The plan is that this man and this woman would love each other more than words can possibly say and come together as man and wife in a lifelong union of love. And out of that love and that tenderness, they bring children into the world who are protected and nurtured as they grow up. Learning about love, learning about life, learning about family, learning about marriage, these kids by what they see and they hear their parents doing. So that when they grow up, they'll know how to choose their soulmate and how to love their soulmate for a lifetime and bring children into a healthy environment. That's the plan. 
Sadly, all too often that plan isn't realised because too many marriages are dysfunctional. So, are you married? Do you have children or maybe you're planning to bring children into this world? Then today I have a very simple, somewhat blunt message for you. Your family needs your marriage. They need the safety, comfort, nurture and assurance that your marriage is meant to bring into their lives. And without it, they're bound to repeat your terrible mistakes in life. It's pretty blunt and in your face, I guess. And if you find what I'm saying just a little confronting, well, good. It's meant to be. Because all too many parents think they're being great parents because they run their children to this and that and buy them the right clothes and and make sure they're entertained up to the eyeballs. And we pat ourselves on the back as parents and say to ourselves, there you go, I'm a good mother, I'm a great father. Whilst all along, the feuding between husband and wife, father and mother, goes on unabated. If not in full view of their children, then behind closed doors. But let me tell you this, your kids aren't stupid. They, they know what's going on, and it's unsettling to them. In some cases, it's tearing them apart. And mark my words, what they see you doing, they are 99.9% likely to do themselves when they grow up, because you, Mum, you, Dad are their principal role models. Fathers, if your boys see you mistreating your wife, their mother, they'll do the same when they grow up. And mothers, if your girls see you being disrespectful to your husband, their father, if they see you undermining his authority in front of their very eyes, then guess what? That's exactly what they'll do when they're wives and mothers. So husbands and wives, mothers and fathers, your bad behaviour just doesn't rob the two of you from the delight and the joy that your marriage is meant to bring. It doesn't just rob your children of the loving environment that they're supposed to be growing up in. It's going to impact your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren, and quite probably many generations to come. How's that for a sobering thought? Husbands, wives, your family, your children, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren need your marriage to be a loving one. Not a perfect one, but a loving one. The sort of love that is the bedrock of a child's makeup and psyche and emotional well-being. Do you get it? The biggest thing that you can do to stop your family from falling apart is to take a good long look at this man or this woman that you married all those years ago and decide to sacrifice your life to love them to give your marriage your all, to forgive them all that they've done wrong, for all their annoying little habits that drive you nuts, to open your heart to them and love them with all that you are, no matter how much it hurts and no matter how much it costs. And not just today, tomorrow, the next day, the day after that, for the rest of your life. Because when we open our hearts to our soulmate, when we forgive them, when we accept them and love them just the way they are, the love returns. And believe you me, your kids are going to notice. Your grandchildren will thank you. Listen to me, husbands and wives, mothers and fathers. Your family needs your marriage. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25. I didn't have to look that one up. It's written on my heart. Because on the days when loving my beautiful wife, Jackie, isn't the easiest thing to do. And we all have those days in a marriage. This scripture, this powerful word from God, is what guides my behaviour. In fact, God gives me power through his spirit and his word. And wives, submit to your husbands as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 22. 
Now, a lot of women write that one off as being old-fashioned, anachronistic. A lot of men have abused that verse down through the centuries. But ask any psychologist, psychiatrist or marriage counsellor and they will tell you that whilst in a marriage a wife's greatest love needs are for safety and security and emotional connection and understanding, the man's greatest needs are honour and respect. I've recorded a whole series of messages on our website on marriage, but suffice to say today that this marriage thing is God's amazing plan. Your wife, guys, is his gift to you. Your husband's, gals, is his gift to you. He who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favour from the Lord. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 22. House and wealth are inherited from fathers, but a prudent wife is from the Lord. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 14. People, marriage was God's idea. And now that you're married in God's sight, you've become one flesh. And what God has joined together, as Jesus himself said, let no man pull asunder. Your family needs your marriage. Come on, how about it? Electronic gadgets are invading every nook and cranny of our existence. Tablet computers, smartphones in particular, all these gadgets now that you can wear, they're becoming more and more pervasive. And these techno gadgets aren't just shiny, bright gadgets. They're not just toys. They're fundamental game changers in so many ways. They bring the whole world into the palm of your hand. Whatever we want to know, whenever we want to know it, a plethora of entertainment options on tap, online shopping, eBay, videos, music, YouTube, more and more you can catch up on your favourite television shows whenever you want, wherever you want, on demand, online. And there's no shortage of demand. Uh, and that's not all. Then there's that constant interruption of emails and SMSs, not to mention all the apps on your phone reminding you of this and that, or someone just asked you to connect on LinkedIn, or an auction item that you've been looking at on eBay is due to shortly close, or hang on, whoa, I almost forgot to mention Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and P-Interest and all those other social media options. How could I forget that? Yeah, they're fundamental game changers, and increasingly, these distractions, electronic or otherwise, are tearing relationships apart and families apart. That's just one example. There are lots more. Can I ask you something? In the scheme of things, what value do you place on your family? How important are they really to you on a scale of zero to ten? Have you got it? Do you have your number in mind? Now, given that number, given that priority, is that reflected in the way that you spend your time? Or do you spend more of your time playing with your electronic gadgets or whatever else it is that you do, work or whatever? The single most important thing for anyone who believes in Jesus is loving God. And pretty close on the heels of that number one priority is our family. Have a listen to what Moses says to the Israelites just before they're about to cross over into the promised land. You shall put these words of mine in your heart and soul, and you shall bind them as a sign on your hand and fix them as an emblem on your forehead. Teach them to your children, talking about them when you're at home and when you're away, when you lie down and when you rise. Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 18 and 19. In other words, your family needs you. 
If you want to pass on the grace and the mercy and the goodness and the power and the love of God to your children, if you want them to grow up honoring and loving God, if you want them to grow up with the values and the maturity that God has given you, then you need to talk to your kids about this stuff, the most important stuff that there is to talk about, the God stuff. Hey, that takes time. It takes attention. It takes focus. It takes dedication and patience. That means that our families need to be way, way higher up on our list of priorities than playing with our gadgets, than being distracted by all those distractions that the world casts our way. I'm going to be plain and blunt and direct here so that nobody can miss this. According to God, your family needs you. They need the best of you and they need you now. Not tomorrow when the children are grown up and you're retired. Not when they're making mistakes that they could have avoided had you taken the time with them when they were growing up. Not when your marriage is at the point of collapse because you haven't invested the emotional energy into your soulmate that you should have done. Not when your family has completely disintegrated before your very eyes. They need you now. And it's not me saying this. It's God. Children are a heritage from the Lord, a blessing from the womb. We're told that in Psalm 127 verse 3. They're a fruit, a reward. Great. So are we going to squander that blessing? Or are we going to invest our most precious resource, our time and our energy, in these children who are the future, in our wives, in our husbands, because our marriage is so important to our children and our family. Come on, how are you spending your time? Are you wasting it? Are you squandering your, your kids' childhood and their youth? Are you squandering your time on things that really don't matter, that in the end are just not going to matter? Uh, okay, maybe I've come on a bit strong and passionate about this. Perhaps you feel like I've, I've slapped you around a bit too much. Is that how you feel? tough. With all my heart, I believe that God wants to get through some thick skins today. My friend, your family needs you. God has given you to them as his gift of maturity and wisdom and love and safety and compassion. They need you now. That's it. Well, that's about all that we have time for. But before we go, don't forget that you can receive Bernie's devotional fresh into your inbox each day. A powerful scripture verse together with some words of inspiration, hope, and encouragement to help you be all that God made you to be. You can watch the video, listen to the audio, or read the devotional. It's completely up to you. Just stop by at ChristianityWorks.org and you'll find the fresh e-devotional sign-up right there at the top of the homepage. And when you do subscribe, you'll immediately receive a free copy of Bernie's ebook, How Can I Hear God Speak to Me? That web address again is ChristianityWorks.org. I'm Jennifer, and you've been listening to Christianity Works with Bernie Dimet.